Direct from Los Angeles, Highways Voices at the ITS World Congress 2022. Greetings from Los Angeles and the start of the 2022 ITS World Congress. This podcast is brought to you thanks to the support of our sponsors, Gevi, Swaco, Notar.ai, Navtech Radar and 1.network. And today we're looking ahead to Monday at Congress and the opening of the event proper. Now, there's usually a real buzz and excitement ahead of the World biggest event for intelligent transport systems but this year for those of us from the UK plus our friends from Australia and Canada and to be honest the whole global community there's a solemn start to the week as it coincides with the funeral of our late Queen. Many of us will be gathering in the early hours of Monday morning here to watch the funeral together and the UK pavilion won't be opening until the afternoon so because of this a day earlier than normal we bring you day one of the ITS World Congress. What not to miss at Congress with Eric Sampson. If you listen to our preview podcast here on Highways Voices, you will have heard I chatted to Professor Eric Sampson when we were back in the UK looking ahead to the Congress. Now here we are in Los Angeles and it's hot again and we're looking ahead to day by day on the Congress. So Eric's going to join me every day. He's the man that knows exactly what you shouldn't miss because he's Chief Rapporteur and he's been involved in putting together the entire programme for Los Angeles. So, Eric, tell me about what we should be going to here in LA. Well, you're going to be spoiled for choice, as always in the Congress. There's a great deal going on. There's a very nice international forum on sustainability and resiliency with mobility network management. This is driven by a very long time delay by the Great Eastern Earthquake in Japan, where they discovered that the resilience of the network was a lot better than they thought, but that was as a result of using techniques that they hadn't realized were available. We've then got a moving transit to zero emissions. That's a regional forum. There's a number of special interest sessions which have caught my eye. There's one on international cooperation for level four automation. And the key thing there is that people from all three regions will be sharing their experiences. There's a fascinating strategic technology session. Now, this really is wacky, wacky blue sky stuff. It's about the intersection of quantum technology and transport. You've possibly seen in your newspapers rather guarded references to quantum technology and breaking coding breaking security of cryptocurrencies and similar. Well, go along to this one, STS-1, Intersections of Quantum Technology and Transport. And then there's a favourite of mine, Workshop 7, the Ertico City Moonshot. Moonshot in the sense of high risk, high reward if it works. And this was a plan by Ertico to go to a great deal of cities and say, Will you share your problems and your achievements with us? Because we're trying to build a design that will enable us to say to people, if cities, if this is your problem, here's a range of possible solutions. There's a couple of others. There's some sessions on papers, traffic management safety, and technology for safer roadways. Roadways meaning road works. Know how to protect the workforce when they're in the middle of a busy highway 
and keep them safe from collisions. And of course, looking at the sheet of paper you've got in front of you, Eric, in green, it says ITS World Congress opening ceremony. Now, sometimes you get that and basically it's a lot of people standing up saying the same thing and you could hear the same thing in every single World Congress, just insert name of different city. Is it worth going to? Yes, there are some people lined up to speak that I've heard in the past and they deliver a good job. Right, Eric, thank you very much for today's preview of the must-attend events here in Los Angeles. Uh, We'll talk again tomorrow, same time, same place. From Los Angeles, Highways Voices at the ITS World Congress. Thank you for listening to Highways Voices from here in Los Angeles where we're looking ahead to day one proper of the ITS World Congress. Thanks to our sponsors, Swarco, One.Network, Navtech Radar, Nota AI and Gevi. And talking of Gevi, I'm pleased to be sitting with UK representative Danny Woolard who is here in Los Angeles on the Gevi stand and Danny several years ago I remember being at the ITS America annual meeting in Detroit and what Gevi was showing off was a revolutionary way of updating in-vehicle systems with the very latest on work zones on roadworks and that's obviously been something that you've been prioritizing over the years at Gevi uh, what are you showing off this week when it comes to that yeah the focus of the show for us this year is very much on our work zone solution which we've continued to develop from that early demonstration in Detroit where we were focusing on just generating messages that would ultimately end up in uh, in in-vehicle navigation systems. The work zone solution now has been expanded quite a lot in terms of sort of very much more of a planning tool which enables road agencies, municipalities, local authorities to actually keep track of their work zones a lot better. It's not really a planning tool but it enables the management of the data and particularly the issuing of permits which has become more and more important. Now, we've known each other for, goodness, 20-odd years, and when uh, we first worked together, uh, one of the things was the sheer amount of re-keying that went on from one database to another. Whereas, from what I understand with the work zone tool you've got, one thing does everything. So it will update the media, it will uh, make sure the permit is issued, it will look for any problems where there's one set of roadworks very close to another that could then have knock-on effects and cause congestion. It really does do everything. Yes, I think one of the sort of main issues, and and there are still so many agencies where the management of work zones, particularly between departments and the communications of that information, is still done via email, uh, spreadsheets, and very basic uh, sort of manual solutions. The purpose of our TIC for work zone solution is that all of that data is managed in a single database. That information can be shared not just with the travelling public, which is ultimately one way of doing it, but it's, uh, it's about sharing that information between departments, between other authorities, and as you say, one very important feature is all about conflict management, to make sure that if there are other sort of utility companies maybe digging up the road to make sure there's no conflict with local authorities doing any resurfacing and things like that. So it's, it's just coordination, communication and management of the data.
um, when you go inside the convention centre and you see all this cutting edge technology, I always think to myself, what I should do is note down what I saw five years ago and actually see how much of it has actually made it to a commercial proposition. Have you got anywhere with this work zone tool that is actually using it? Oh, very much so, yes. We've got a number of clients in, in Germany. Been working also with the city of Quebec, which we will announce this week. They, they've basically, as I described earlier, there was a very much a manual process in terms of the way they manage their, manage their roadworks and in particular how they communicate that to, to the citizens. Um, it's very important because the way our system works for them is actually the citizens are also able to report particular problems on a road. Uh, to give you an example, we were looking uh, last week at the, uh, the database for Quebec and we had sort of 2,000 active in, um, events in, in the database. So Quebec is quite an important win for us. We've been working with them very closely, which is, um, I wouldn't say challenging, but it's been nice to be able to, in, in the COVID times, you know, sort of be able to use Teams to, its, uh, to maximum effect. So we've been having sort of weekly uh, catch-ups with them. So yes, they've now fully deployed the solution and from my days when i used to uh, run the operations for a traffic network in canada i remember that there's a particular challenge in parts of canada where you can only actually do roadworks for six or seven months of the year yeah that is a big problem there are only six month weather window to complete all the work so the volume of works is still the same but you've got half the time to do it in and that is one of the reasons why they wanted to better manage their data and be able to handle that data and communicate that both internally but also to the public. Well, they don't have the weather problems here in Los Angeles where we're sitting uh, here in shorts and a T-shirt today chatting outside the convention centre here in Los Angeles. But they do certainly have traffic and they do certainly have an awful lot of work zones. So they could probably do with your solution here as well, Danny. It's been fantastic seeing you again. We'll catch up later in the week. And thanks again to Gevy for supporting these podcasts and making it possible for We at Highways News to be here bringing you Highways Voices this week. Yeah, thanks, Paul, and I'm sure we'll catch up through the week. Sponsored by Suarco, Gevi, Nota AI, One Dot Network, and Navtech Radar. This is Highways Voices. A year ago when we were bringing you Highways Voices from Hamburg, there was an announcement from Ertico ITS Europe of the new chief executive of Ertico who's Joost van Tom. So a year on from that day, let's catch up with him here in Los Angeles. Joost, thank you for taking the time to talk to Highways Voices. So blink and it's been a year since you were appointed in the position. Yes, thanks, Paul, and good seeing you in LA here. Um, it's a wonderful conference that we have here, and it's good that we take time to take stock also. Indeed, I have been announced in Hamburg. I remember lovely the, the reception we got there. And this great congress that Ertico has organized last year in October, um, 13,000 visitors. I was announced as CEO starting the 3rd of January this year. So for me, it's month number nine, uh, more or less, that I'm here. What we did do is first taking stock of the, the current portfolio of Ertico, not only the projects, the many projects we do with Europe, funding, but also in terms of congresses, but also communications, what could be changed or, or upgraded or maybe some, some uplifting of that. But another thing we definitely did is having an operating plan. 
So I built it with my team, with my executive committee, presented this to the board. So we have a priority plan and an operating plan for this year per quarter with concrete deliverables. Come, I like to have a bit of discipline in the system. And we did select our focus areas, which are CCAM, obviously connected automated mobility and cooperative mobility. But secondly, also urban mobility, which takes a lot of shape now with this yeah, uh, city missions and so on. The third is the sustainable mobility or the, uh, the clean mobility, so CO2 and the air quality. And the fourth is transport and logistics. We believe that uh, it's not only about people moving people, but also goods. I also took two new things on board. Uh, we have in Article 8 innovation platforms. You may remember Ecole was one in the past. An innovation platform is there to gather the constituency, members and non-members of Article, to put new technology in the air literally and in the other sense and to yeah to trial and error new things we did it with eco we're doing it with adasis with sensoris with tisa with the mass alliance as hosted platform and i've um, created two new platforms the one is automated valet parking that's an avp so a self-parking car actually acknowledged by the european commission in the latest uh, regulatory oversight on automated driving so there will be a new type approval for automation in europe and valet parking is one of the first use cases next to robot taxi so in that we have suppliers oems connectivity providers and and the parking industry so the european parking association is a is actually a structured member of that ecosystem so that's about automation and connectivity the second thing is about data for road safety so in your country, highways is very important there, a good national highways, a good partner. It's about data sharing among vehicles, infrastructure and road authorities for better roads and safer roads and then alerting people. So these are only two things that we started. We have a number of new tickets that we started. I've brought in six new partners for Ertico in six months. So every month there is a new partner coming up. The latest ones are Google Cloud and Microsoft, uh, but we have some others. One OEM at least uh, as well, a big OEM. And we, we are seeing the expanding the actual radius, which is traditional mobility and transport. But I believe that energy and energy dependency is much important now for, for our transport system. I'm really pleased that you've narrowed things down there, Joost, and you haven't tried to do too much. My goodness, that's a massive list of things that you've been delivering over the months. And I think it's fascinating that you've got Google Cloud and Microsoft involved because actually getting those tech providers, it is basically connectivity is vital to ITS now. And so getting those providers involved and excited about transport. Um, what did you do to persuade them to join or was it an easy sell? Not relatively easy because they wanted to, to know um, themselves in the ecosystem. For example, Microsoft is a traditional provider of B2B systems. Huh? It can be vehicles, it can be all kinds of other sectors. But what they found interesting is the whole traffic and transport exchange of data. So for them, of course, data is the, the, the ingredient to cook the meal. And for them, the cloud infrastructure setup and the, the back office uh, is very important. For Google Cloud, it's mostly, well, as it is cloud, but the data for uh, ways and other applications they have for traffic management. Yeah? So they are really new partners. One of them is exhibiting also here in LA. Some of them have been in Hamburg and hopefully uh, next year in Lisbon in our European Congress. But what we definitely did is, what I did is also put data very high on, the, on our board. Because the traditional traffic and transport industry is about physical and digital infrastructure. Okay, fine. With digital twins and uh, education of people and being in trust in the system. 
with good security systems and good cyber resilient systems, the data sharing is of essence. And, uh, and data sharing is, is not only V2V or V2I, is about the whole ecosystem is being built on data exchange. And so for Ertico, we now have five platforms dealing with data for traffic management, but also for other applications. And we bring in now the new topic on NAPCOR, because NAPCOR is the European funded federated approach for the national access points. So the UK has one and other countries where we have RTTI information, so real-time traffic information, but also many more items will be populated on the NAPS. And we are behind the scenes as a project owner for uh, some packages for dissemination and federated uh, cloud infrastructure. So that's another data topic that we put in the air. We're also very pleased to have a cooperation with China and the US and Japan, mostly on the roadmaps. So we have a roadmap on CCAM. How do we see this going forward from now on? Uh, because it's not new anymore. We have to deliver and then make it happen. And um, China was very interested to see our roadmaps here in Europe and the other way around the US as well. So as we speak here in LA, we have meeting with Ashto and others on the joint roadmaps on technology and on regulatory stuff as well. Because here in Los Angeles, there is clearly an intention by the state of California to change the way that transport is delivered and the the way people move around but you go outside the convention center and the car is still king here in los angeles what can we learn from what the americans are doing or is it as much and as important for us to be showing the americans what the europeans are doing well, a number of tickets are different, of course. The size of cities is not comparable with ours, like Los Angeles. I don't have a second one, at least not in the neighborhood of Brussels and probably not in London either. But secondly, it's predominantly car-centric for all kinds of reasons, long-distance reasons as well. Public transport in terms of interoperability, seamless connectivity and seamless access is still a way to go there. What we see in Europe with the whole urban mobility plan is uh, that the focus on sustainability is a big ticket now. Not really in the past, but today it is. COVID has changed dramatically things, uh, the positive and maybe less positive things as well. Repedestrianization, so it's a respacing of cities, reusing uh, the space or reallocating the space. Um, it's definitely also about bringing the data element in it, so uh, uh, city management, city traffic, but also UVARs, or urban vehicle access regulations, that are different from one city to another. It can be tolling systems, it can be city toll, can be data feeds on, on what kind of vehicles can be in the city on what moment or who can access a certain area. That kind of information, if you would have it on a digital twin in a federative approach, federated approach, would be lovely. And that's also what the ITS directive is hinting at. And that's something we do in Ertico with, with some other colleagues for cities. So the city debate is lively. People try to speak up now. Democratization is there. I don't really know the details about the US, but we will find out in all these sessions here uh, this week in Los Angeles. But it's definitely a lot of comparatives, comparable items as well, but also differences, of course. Uh. Okay, Joost, we're out of time now, unfortunately, but it's always fascinating. So once we get back the other side of the pond in the next few weeks, can I drag you on a Highways Voices and you be our main guest one week? Okay, thank that's the deal. Thank you, Paul. And see you later. That's Joost van Tom from Ertico. And Ertico have a large stand here in LA, as do the UK, with the UK Pavilion showcasing some of the best in innovations. And when it opens on Monday afternoon, if you're here at the show, make sure you come and meet the different organisations. And through the week, here on Highways Voices, we'll get to meet them too. And here are three to be going on with. Hi, my name is Simon Top, and I'm the Chief Commercial Officer of One Network. We're a software company on a mission to transform road operations. 
We empower road agencies to create safer work zones and promote smarter journeys through a road management platform that centralises the planning, coordination and communication of disruptions across their networks. We have trusted relationships with leading GPS providers, including Waze, Google Maps, TomTom, Here and Apple Maps, which enable agencies to influence driver behaviour in real time, supporting the promotion of safer roads and smoother journeys. Our LiveLink solution allows agencies to easily communicate road and lane closures right from the work zone, pushing that crucial information directly to our data partners via WZDX-compliant APIs and then out to drivers. We've recently embarked on a first-of-its-kind statewide project with the Florida Department of Transport, which will enable real-time communication of planned construction sites across the DOT's seven regional districts to get that data into drivers' vehicles and help improve work zone safety. We're trusted by over 200 road agencies in the UK and have become leaders in the FHWA's WZDX programme, ensuring authoritative work zone data can be captured and communicated simply. We look forward to meeting forward-thinking road agencies and discussing their needs to deliver value for drivers and construction crews and pushing forwards into their digital CAV future. Hi. I'm Christina Leocides, Head of Professional Services for GAST, and I'm at the ITS World Congress UK Pavilion representing my company. I'll be very much looking forward to meeting you a little bit about GAST, my company. We're an international roadscape intelligence and highways technology company, a bit of a mouthful, but what we're interested in looking at all sorts of data that gives us the best intelligence about how to use road and roadscape services efficiently in a connected way. So we have strategic partnerships, we have our own data, and we look at how we can actually synthesize that, how we can use it to give the best insights and the best intelligence and then present it to customers all over the world in the UK and internationally who want to make the most of their roadscapes whether that's the assets whether it's the roads themselves or all the associated uses who want to make the best and have the most connected digitally advanced data available to them for their insights and their improvements. Hello I'm Anwar Al-Mujarkish from Innovation Factory. Innovation Factory has developed cutting-edge technology an acoustic camera sensors that is able to detect and analyze the traffic movements, direction, noise monitoring, and vehicular emissions using spatial temporal context. We name the sensor as the traffic ear. The fusion sensor are using highly innovative artificial intelligence algorithms to predict future traffic movements, noise levels, and vehicle emissions. The novel approach uses acoustic analysis to analyze the external tire noise of the vehicle, the engine noise signature, whether it's a petrol or a diesel engine, the size of the vehicle, whether it's a car, van, bus, or lorry, and finally, the speed and acceleration of the individual vehicles. The aim is to help local authorities to understand the main cause of the traffic, noise, and emissions within the city, and to help them to plan for the future to take an alternative actions to reduce the impact of the vehicle emissions on the air quality. We believe what we have developed is attractive and promising as we are using novel approach to tackle big problems. Using acoustic data analysis on top of that, it's a low-cost sensors 
that can be powered by batteries to ensure easy installation. This is Highways Voices with Paul Hutton, sponsored by Nota AI, Gevi, Swaco, One Dot Network, and Navtech Radar. So we've come out of the convention center to a very quiet part of Los Angeles. There aren't that many of them, and we're looking forward to the beginning of the World Congress 2022 here in LA. And I'm with head of product of Clearview Intelligence, Alistair King, who I've bumped into. And Alistair, you're here just as a visitor this year to the event. It's a long old flight. There's the jet lag that we're all enjoying. What brings you to Los Angeles? What are you hoping to achieve over the next four days? What an opportunity. What an opportunity to be here, to take it all in. I was fortunate enough to be at Hamburg last year and uh, I think I realised very quickly that this show is a you-can't-miss-it event. I'm here because I want to see the innovation. I want to have the opportunity to network with people from the UK, but equally I want to understand international markets. I want to see what's going on out there and I'm really looking forward to taking it all in. I guess there are three sort of elements to this as an exhibition visitor. You can talk about the products and the ethos of your company. So you can talk about your sustainability strategy. You can talk about the products that you're doing to deliver things for clients. You're meeting other UK people. You can go on the UK pavilion. You can sort of hobnob with people from the Department of Transport and Innovate UK, things like that. But you're also being able to pinch ideas from what's going on here in North America. I wouldn't say pinch ideas, but it's good to have an understanding of, of who's doing what globally and understanding international markets. Something I noticed very quickly from Hamburg is just the influence from that international side, which you just don't see anywhere else, which is why, as I say, this is a you-can't-miss-it event, and I'm, I'm really, really pleased and proud to be here. And so is it something that you think that in the future, in future World Congresses, particularly potentially the next European one, even though it's in Dubai, but is it something you think Clearview might end up exhibiting at or is do you get enough out of it as a visitor, do you think? I think uh, Clearview Intelligence have, have exhibited at one of these events in the past. To be honest, what we're learning from it, what I'm learning from the Hamburg one, and and I'm sure what I'll see here this week, uh, yeah, definitely, I'm sure there's enough to warrant that. Okay, Alistair, well, look, what we'll do is let's hook up again uh, later on in the week and see, you know, whether this has delivered what you think. You can be our kind of guinea pig for the week here in Los Angeles and uh, and, and let us know what you make of the event uh, and we'll talk later on in the week here on Highways Voices. Yeah, happy to be the guinea pig. Thanks, Paul. And let's finish today's show by looking at things to do here that aren't ITS with our local expert. He's an expat originally from Newcastle in England, Alan Cleland, and he works at the ITS consultancy DKS Associates here in LA. And we chatted about great places to eat here in the city. I'll go back to the, the birth of the city, which was a group of 22 families who came in and settled and just to the east of downtown in an area known as Alvera Street. They are tremendous Mexican restaurants in Alvera Street. It's a wonderful place to go and visit. And um, the original square is still there, preserved. Um, one of the original um, houses, the Adobe house is there um, on Alvera Street itself. California was really um, developed and eventually populated through 
Franciscan monks going up the coast, they built a series of missions separated by day's travel as you go up the coast. And the original Los Angeles mission is right there on Alvera Street. Phenomenal Mexican foods, absolutely delicious and in a very uh, impressive historical setting. And that's very easy to get to from, uh, from the convention center. But on the way to Alvera Street, you can pass the Grand Central Market, which is a treat. Tremendous restaurants in there, a wide range of stalls um, and restaurants. Actually have the, the Golden Road Los Angeles Brewery has a, um, a facility there within Grand Central Market. If you walk from the convention center and head along Grand and head along Hill, you can take this very short funicular railway called Angel's Flight from Hill Street down to Grand takes you right to the, the central market. Also, a little bit further east, uh, but not as quite, quite as far as the Mexican area of Olvera Street is Chinatown. Uh, wonderful restaurants there um, on Broadway and Hill. And of course, you must not forget Hollywood. And going out on Hollywood Boulevard, you have the famous uh, Musso and Frank's restaurant. Just an, a fascinating place to visit because of the history of all the movie stars who habitually still go there. And lined and the walls are all lined with uh, marvelous photographs of them. Hollywood Boulevard area, Hollywood Vine is a new development with a fantastic view of the Hollywood sign and great restaurants in that little sort of open mall, small open mall type of facility. Downtown, especially around the convention center. There's some really good restaurants there. Alan Cleland rounding off our first podcast from here in LA. We'll be back on Tuesday with more from the event and look forward to bringing you so much from the exhibition, the papers and the big thinkers here in Los Angeles. Catch you then and thanks again for listening and thanks again to our sponsors, Swarco, Notre AI, Gevi, One Dot Network and Navtech Radar. Highways Voices from the ITS World Congress in Los Angeles is presented and produced by Paul Hutton and sponsored by Gevi, Suaco, One Dot Network, Navtech Radar and Notta AI.